Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason uh, Tucker, and this is WP Water Cooler, episode number 333. Today's episode is Mind the Gap. The WordPress, the, gap. <laughs> the word, Minding the Gap, the WordPress developer user gap episode. Let's go around the room real quick and get everyone introduced. Let's start with Say. Say, tell us about yourself. Around the room, around the room. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> I'm here to annoy you. No, uh, my name's Say Reed. <clears throat> you may know that by now if you're a long time watching the show. We've been around, it turns out, uh, like seven years. Um, my name's Say Reed. I make WordPress, teach WordPress, preach WordPress, and right now I'm organizing WordPress in the form of WordCamp Long Beach, which starts technically tonight with its speaker sponsor dinner. What, what? And uh, heads into the weekend. I'm very excited about our Sunday tracks, which are going to be fire, and including um, Steve, which has a subtitle of possibly Steve's last work in talk. <laughs> hey, it's good to have goals. Uh, there's like 10 tickets left if you want to come see this, this, this uh, amazing experience. Let's just call it that. <laughs> At Sammy Media on all the things. Longest intro ever. Thank you. Not the longest one. Cosper, how about you? <laughs> Sup, Cosper, Aquarius. Happy to be here today. Oh, you at Aquarius too. Hmm, check that out. So mellow. <laughs> so mellow. Steve, how about you? I am Steve Zenga. I'm the founder of Zeek Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup. And I will be speaking at WordCamp Long Beach on Sunday at 1.30, right after lunch when everybody's in a food coma. Why I put you there? Yes. I will wake him back up. I was like, let's have the fire. Bring the fire after lunch. And no one will leave either because I'm like, you know what you want to hear what he has to say. Anyway, Jason's going to be there too. I am. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me over at Jason Tucker on Twitter, my website, jasontucker.blog. And um, I do this show. It's one of the other shows called WP Blab. We had a lot of fun uh, yesterday uh, talking about um, marketing your products and services and um go check it out it was a it was a really fun show and i really enjoyed it um feel free to go take a look at that and this episode is brought to you by serverpress makers of desktop server go over to their website over at serverpress.com where you can learn how to do um both mac and windows uh, web development um using php 7 and you can do some really interesting things with internet sharing straight off the computer that you're developing on right there so go take a look at that over at serverpress.com also they're really good people, and that they matters. are very good people. They're good people, and that matters to me. So I just want to say that, not just because they sponsor the show. That is irrespective of that. Maybe they're less good people because they sponsor the show. Just kidding. Okay. So minding the gap. Let's talk a little Look, bit about that. The screen in my okay. Should probably hide. Oh, you're now reflection. You need to close a couple of those. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you need an ad blocker, say. I don't know what's what going is, on there, but <laughs> what is what is stay surfing today? <laughs> close all the things. So who, who who wants to uh, who wants to help us out with defining the developer user gap? I do. Go go. Are you shocked? Are we shocked? Um, all right, so. I've been wanting to talk about this. We've, we've brought it up, I think, over the last two consecutive episodes. But I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time. This is something that matters to me a lot. So uh, this isn't something that I think is really talked about a lot in general. 
um, even though it affects all of us all the time. Um, so basically the idea here that we're talking about, the gap that we're talking about is the gap between where the developers are and where the users are. <laughs> and the fact that the users have no idea that the developers are over here and the developers maybe know. Sometimes I wonder. They don't know either. You don't think they know? No. They could know if they thought about it. They could know more than the users could know where the users are, but they don't. Um, so anyway, the point is, is that we have these two integral parts of WordPress, also all of tech. You could talk about this for really a lot of tech, but for WordPress specifically, uh, you have these two integral components of the WordPress ecosystem who are on basically different islands. And uh, this is, I think, where you, you start to see a lot of the friction in the WordPress um, community and in the WordPress project as a whole. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with these these facts that these two islands have no bridge. <laughs> we need to bridge the gap. Anyway, that's my um, that's my thesis statement. Discuss. Discuss among yourselves. <laughs> Discuss among yourselves. I'll just be over here. <laughs> Excellent. All right, I guess that's the show. Yeah, I, I mean, I have more to say, but I thought I no. Go ahead. Yeah, what's the question? You want me to keep talking? Uh, well, yes. the question is here: is what, what? Why is one? There's a bunch of questions. Here's all the questions. Yes. One, um, what the hell? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> why are what, 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 what the actual hell or what, what the, the hell? hell? Why are developers so? Uh, I, I understand why users have no idea what the developers are doing. We all know why that is. They don't even know what they're doing, let alone what it is that the developers are doing. My main question is, why are the developers almost seem to be like willfully refusing to acknowledge that users are back there and almost resent, resentfully, not even resentfully acknowledge that they're there? Um, that's the main question is why, why this, I guess, why this refusal to see that. And then I guess what, what can we do about it to, you know, to bridge that gap? Like, how do we, how do we do this? Like, we obviously need these forward facing technologies, GraphQL, we've circled back now to static sites. <laughs> and like, we've been telling users for the last 10 years, dynamic sites and things that are moving. And then, now all of a sudden the users are like, okay, we got this. We might, we'll do these things. And then the developers are so far ahead of the, the curve. They've curved back around to a whole nother system. Anyway, those are the problems. What okay. the hell and why the hell and how okay. do we. So uh, I, I've got something on this. Um, developers, um, the, the sort of uh, server admins, things like that tend to be, sort of myopic power users. They are trying to eke the, the most power out of what they're doing. Uh, and they tend to be like, why can't I do this? My, my best friend uh, is works in DevOps. And um, he uh, has a tendency to complain about why doesn't software work the way I expect it to work. Um, particularly, um, I think for a while he was using Thunderbird and he had a very particular way that he wanted Thunderbird to thread his email messages. And I had to listen to him for months complain about there is no email client threads messages the way I want them to be threaded. And I had to remind him that he was the end user that they were developing that software for. 
Yeah, he's, he's an edge case. User. Yeah, he was an edge case. And a lot of developers are edge cases. And developers build for edge cases in a lot of cases. So... <laughs> Let me think yeah. about that for a second. What you just said, like the way you said it was an edge case. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm a developer, so there you go. Um, and so I think what you just said is absolutely true. Developers tend to focus on very specific edge cases and it eats up a lot of their time uh, when they're developing because because they do have that, they, they are myopic when it comes to that, right? I see, see all the time. Man, I, what's that? Is it also everything else? Not just when it comes to that. They're my hobby. Right. My hobby's happening. Absolutely. But but so let's talk let's talk about the other side for a second because you just sort of defined this gap between the developers and the users, right? Um, do users even care? Well, oh. do they, I mean, do they care what that there's a gap there? Do, do they even know? Like, do, do, uh, does it even does it even matter from the user's point of view? I think it absolutely does because users get the software handed to them and they're like, right. what is this new feature? What is this new thing? What am I reading about on the internet that says now I have to have a static site instead of a dynamic site? And they're trying to like, you know, keep up. I mean, even just from an SEO perspective, right? All these things that keep changing. Like, I feel like users are just like running after stuff. And if they're paying attention at all, they're like, okay, I have to get over there constantly. Some users are basically just receiving the software and dealing with it, but there's so much friction there. I mean, Gutenberg is the example, the penul the, the ultimate example, not even the penultimate example, uh, the ultimate example of this where, you know, a lot of the impetus behind Gutenberg was to advance the technology and the users didn't necessarily you know, see that that need, well, they saw that the need was there once maybe they got it. But even still, even now, they're not at that point, right? So like the the developers are leading this charge. Um, I would say even more so, like, because Gutenberg was actually kind of delayed. Gutenberg's kind of late. So like, it actually came a lot later than a lot of the more dynamic stuff that's coming. But so like, what? I was going to say, was it to advance the technology? Was that the goal of Gutenberg or was it to simplify the UI? Mm. Uh, well, I, I think it depends on. Or was that an end result? Was that, was that a, was that a byproduct of, of advancing the technology? I honestly think it's more of a byproduct of advancing the technology because if it had been a user focused thing, it probably would have happened sooner. Look at it this way, right? Let's not say there's not to get bogged down with Gutenberg though. No, I get it. But let's let's take Gutenberg's a good example. So let's 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 imagine we had a we have a time machine, right? And we've got two users, right? Both coming into WordPress brand new, right? Somebody coming in brand new right now and somebody somebody coming into WordPress five years ago, right? Who has it easier? Oh well let's I mean say they, let's say they've never experienced WordPress before. Who has it easier? I, I am a pro-Gutenberg person, so this, is, am, this is not am, even a question for me. I think Gutenberg is, is definitely easier for the user. But, I am as well. So so that, that migration from tiny MCE or classic editor or whatever you want to call it to Gutenberg is difficult, right? I'll give you that, right? That migration in, and that learning curve is difficult. But if I'm brand new coming to WordPress, let's say I've come over from Wix or Squarespace, right? Gutenberg is much easier than 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 you know using classic editor, right? If I'm brand new to the space, I kind of think that Gutenberg is about chastising with 
itself because like I said, Gutenberg was actually so, so delayed in its, in its rollout. Like it, it, you know, Wix and Squarespace had block editors, Divi had block editors, Beaver Builder had block editors, like, you know, a good five years before that. So maybe that's not a good example, or basically that's not a good example. Speaking now more about where develop, I think what it really comes down to is the developers get bored with the technology that they're dealing with. And instead of necessarily improving that core technology and focusing on that, they're like, Ooh, there's a new shiny thing. There's a new language of Java, Java, Java or JavaScript that I want to use. I want to go use Gatsby now. And now they've moved on to this and the technology that is, was there isn't getting developed and just, you know, they're moving on to the next thing in terms of like the next shiny the next shiny technology. So, so a, a way to bridge the gap and going back to Gutenberg, because I actually think your example is a good one. The way to bridge no, the gap is, is it, it is, it is a good one because ultimately, ultimately, ultimately the developers need to understand the goals of the users, right? Business right. goals, you interface goals, right? Ease of use, all that stuff. So Gutenberg is a good example. It, it, whether it was a byproduct or on purpose, the interface became easier, right? That's not typically the case with developers. Developers usually just do, um, usually is a bad, bad word, right? Some developers build technology, build technology for technology's sake, right? Yes. Which, which, which is no good for anybody. It's great for the developer because the developer is learning new skills and new stuff and whatever. And sometimes it's a great distraction, but when it comes down to it, sometimes those great distractions don't become uh, minimal viable products, or even a product in and, itself, or even a component of an existing one. And, and a lot. Of I mean, if, I find... if you spend if you spend any time on Hacker News, you'll know that uh, most of the things that people create there are just garbage products that nobody ends up using. How many? They, how many forks? Yeah, yeah. How many forks of uh, Bitcoin do we actually need? Uh, how many <laughs> all, uh, blockchain implementations? <laughs> how many how many blockchain implementations do we need? Blockchain is going to save the world, you guys. Like, That's what I heard yeah, two years ago. Yeah, right. Every all blockchain, everything. But it, you know, it's but, a- but- go ahead. But again, I mean, that's, you know, that's what I consider is the, the role of a good project manager, a good, a good agency owner, right? There's, there are those roles that can help bridge the gap where they're actually taking those business objectives and, and, and bringing it to the developers. And I find that if you can, if you can explain the business objectives to a developer, right, and, and sort of, and, and kind of put it in their terms, right, and they have goals to, to hit, you can bridge that gap, right? It's not easy, right? Developers just set loose. If you just set them loose in the wild, right, <laughs> you're going to end up with a whole bunch of vaporware. That's just that's just how it happens. I love the word vaporware. <laughs> so. But I, I mean, yeah, or a fork graveyard. <laughs> so, so does that mean wow. those like those little? Can I use that? Like, can I use that on yeah, Sunday? Fork, like fork so, like those little distractions that we were talking about, that I was talking about, and those little like side projects and things like that. When when enough people see them they think, oh, this is where, this is the trend. This is where everything's moving. This is what we should be focusing on. And it's like, well, actually I was just kind of screwing around because I was mad at WordPress that week. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to use this like mustache Gatsby, uh, you know, name, name a whole bunch of things and throw them all together kind of thing. And uh, this is what I came up with. And so my website runs on it. And then three weeks later, you ask that person who has technology ADD, and you're like, hey, so what are you using now? And they're like, well, actually, I'm using something totally different now. 
So let's talk. I mean, you've brought up Gatsby a couple of times because we did talk about it last week. Let's talk about why Gatsby is hot in the news right now, right? Or or static site generators. Let's yeah. just lump them all. Let's use Gatsby metaphorically and let's just lump all. That. Let's lump all static site generators under Gatsby for 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 the purposes of this talk, right? Or of this no. of this of this of this discussion, right? The reason it's hot is because everybody's focused on their Google PageSpeed score or their site speed, right? It's because that's what's hot in the news. And so that, that really is addressing that, that one particular need, right? If, if yes. Google changes their algorithm next year and it's not so, it's not so focused on site speed, Gatsby's not going to be the thing that we're talking about. I mean, yeah, um, the thing is, though, specifically- like, go ahead. You say no, 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 please. <laughs> I was just gonna say, in terms of Gatsby, like everyone, this is this is that gap part. So the developers start going in this direction, and then they start building these things over here, <clears throat> and then the users are kind of like, maybe it's not even like islands. Maybe it's like a a train that like has a long tail that connects it, and like the developers whip this way, and then the users are like. Whoop! And like have to like whip around, you know, and they get whipped around by the developers going to these places. And I think it's you know, quite a metaphor. I know, I love it. I love <laughs> analogy. Uh, but like maybe that's maybe the problem in terms of you know within WordPress and the ecosystem. And this is this is just something I see coming up all the time. Like even in the uh, the push for. Um, I don't know what version they're doing it in. I don't think they're doing it in the next version, but the push to auto upgrade old versions of WordPress from three point, what anything that's before three point, whatever to auto upgrading. That's for developers. That's not for users. Like I'm, I just got a a, a message uh, yesterday from a friend who's referring another friend who's like, Hey, uh, my friend logged into his website and he just realized, just realized, by the way, everything got messed up because there was an auto update. And I was like, Oh, did your site update to 5.0? And he's like, yeah, I guess. And I'm like, cool. I can help you with that. So, like, so, this, so, like, so this is the point, right? <laughs> like the users are even behind in terms of time, right? Like this guy has a website. It's over there. He's using it, but he's not like a power user or logging in every day or whatever. But then he does log in. And the thing is just like, you know, chaos monkey. And then it's because the is like these are the things that you need and not thinking about the user experience and you know the conversation around that auto upgrade has been totally led by developers. There's no user voice there at all. So when you said this is for developers, not for users, Cosper uh, made a face, and I kind of had the same reaction to that, right? Cosper, I'll let you go, but I'll, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna let react to that in a minute. Roll him up. Let him let him. Yeah. Let him. Uh, no, I mean, it, it is um, for the users who still want to get updates, uh, who, who want to continue keeping their site secure, the update is for users. I understand how uh, a lot of the conversation is happening uh, amongst developers, um, but I, I really feel like, um, you know, in the interest, and, and, and yes, uh, it simplifies the amount of work that developers have to do when backporting security fixes. Okay, now they they take basically 10 versions of WordPress that they don't have to backport security fixes to. Um, But that actually frees developers up to work on hopefully more user-focused 
things. They're going to work on more user-centric. Yeah, but Casper, you said it very quickly, right? And I want to highlight something there, right? It, it is for users because it's in their best interest, but they don't know that, right? It, it, this is in their best that's interest. That's the gap. For, that's the gap. That's the gap. Because yes. it is in their best interest, but they're not even being told that it is happening. Like, or it's happening before they, they get told, right? And developers are like, they're just going to adjust. They're just going to deal with it. Like, they'll call somebody. Someone's going to do something about it. And then the users are like, why am I on this ride? This is like a terrible ride. And the users are just reacting to everything all the time. Yeah, really what you're talking about is communication, right? Yeah. It's, all, it's, all good. It's, it's all good, but we've got a communication gap. Well, I mean, or or, yeah. or a or an, 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 a a there, there's been, nobody's managing expectations. I mean, yeah. I feel that that's how I feel. That was the main problem with Gutenberg was not Gutenberg was not the technology. It was the communication that was happening between the developers, <laughs> users, and the community in general. That's and that all never right. happens in tech. That never happens. Users maybe without that third concept of the product manager or the agency owner or whatever, it ha or the product, the project manager, whoever's not bridging that gap. That's what I'm talking about with bridging the gap, right? Because they really are in different camps and they really do have different focuses. And honestly, developers and users have different ways of looking at the world. They have different brain setups. Like I pride myself on being able to speak both developer and user. I actually feel like I am fluent in those languages and that to me feels like like just because I grew up because my brother's a developer and he's been talking down to me since I'm like 12 so I learned how to speak I learned oh, yeah. how to speak developer <clears throat> it was a true story uh but uh you know like so but most you know users even if they're talking to the developer that they've hired they're like yeah whatever you just said Cool. I have no idea what it was. It kind of went over my head, but I trust you. So that's great. Mm -hmm. And then I, users trying to communicate their needs to the developer and the developer's like, yeah, you don't need that. Let's build this shiny thing. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to correct one thing you said is that I don't think they say I trust you. I don't think that's ever said, right? I think, I think, I think because, because there's a communication gap, there is also a trust gap, right? And so, because developers, they're not doing it. None of this is necessarily done. You know, it, it, it's not mean spirited, right? No. It's not meant to. It, it's not. It's not meant to be bad. But no. because there's because there's no communication, right? There's a trust issue, right? Users thinking developers are just doing stuff to just just because, right? Because because they're in the technology. It's not in my well, best interest. Developers right? communicate with developers communicate with developers a different way then users communicate with users. Yes. And so what ends up happening, in, especially like SaaS products that we use at my at my work, you'll have a pop-up that comes up. First thing in the morning, a pop-up comes up saying, hey, just let you know, here's all the things that were changed in the software last night when we did our, our build or whatever. And the user goes, click, didn't even look at it. Just like, get that out of my way. I need to, me on the other hand, I was looking at like, what's going on here? How do I make the, the, the message of the day pop up again? And they're like, I don't want to look at that. So it makes it really difficult for a developer to communicate with the user in the long run because we're expecting them to go and say like they're we're expecting them to read all the things that show up on the screen like I I am I am so surprised that people show up 
from the dashboard, looking at the dashboard and show up at a meetup, like literally get in their vehicle and drive to a place to learn about (laughs) WordPress because a thing shows up on the screen. I mean, that's that right there just shows you that they found that one thing that finally works to get the user to actually get involved in, in the thing. But there's other places where like we, we put pop-ups all over the place, trying to get them to, to look at stuff. The people reason, the reason people respond to that is because they need to go talk to someone in person because <clears throat> the Google articles, the, uh, or whatever you, you know, whatever you find on Google and the change logs, they don't make sense to the user. None of these change logs, they're like, I don't know what any of that means. Like, I don't even, you could put change logs there all day. Like, it means nothing to people. And that is, that's the same part of the the problem, right? Like, right. that box that pops up for your your users at your work, it, it could might as well be in, like, you know, thrill it or like in but, but that's what that goes back to what steve said is that they they don't trust the developers because the fact that these pop-ups come up or these other things there's other ways of, of of doing this as well where something comes up and says like hey you need to do a thing and they go i don't trust this and we put up a lot of things that people don't trust like i work with an older gentleman at, at my work that he gets phone calls all day long from the IRS wanting to uh, take away his social security number. And, and the police are going to show up and the magistrate is going to do whatever. And I'm just listening to these, like, you know, he plays it in the other room and he starts laughing and he goes, if I was like 10 years older, I'd be all over this, but nope, not, not this time. <laughs> so we, we've set up, we've, we've, we've set up these walls and we set up these ways where people aren't trusting the developers and they're not trusting the technology and mm-hmm. when you have a robot call you up and say that they're going to take away your social security number, you're not trusting robots anymore. And the code that we're building is essentially robots that they need to look at. As a general rule, you shouldn't trust robots anyway. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Honestly, I would, I would, I would argue. I, I definitely think that, especially over the past two, three years, the trust in any of these systems has gone down. It used to be blind trust. I'll click on the thing, PayPal sending me something, sure, I'll log in, whatever. And, you know, I think it's actually a really good thing that that lack of trust has actually been raised somewhat because there should be some thought process and suspicion there. But I would actually argue that users are actually extremely trusting of the software that they get, the developers that they hire, um, you know, and I see that over and over because these users feel burned and they, they buy a software and it's like, but it told me it was going to do all this stuff. And then it doesn't do this stuff. And they're like, you know, disappointed. They don't actually, because they don't, they're just like, sure, I'm going to read this marketing text and I'm just going to trust that it's going to do what I need to do. Or if they load a theme and they're like, yeah, this theme looks really good. And then they load it, you know, they're only not trusting after they've been burned, you know, five to 10 times, but at the outset, they are, they are very trusting. And I think that's, that's really sad, honestly, that, that, that relationship and dynamic has developed that users are now like, whatever, I'm just going to go to, honestly, it's part of what drives people to more closed source systems, like, like, you know, um, Squarespace and Wix and stuff, because they're like, you know, I can't make all of these choices all the time because I can't constantly be evaluating these things, you know, and that's a, it's a lesser product. It's a lesser thing. And there's not like, there's even great support there either. You know, my business partner used to have a Squarespace site and she, they locked her out of her email randomly, you know, a couple of weeks ago and she couldn't get anyone to even email her back for like a week. 
you know, <clears throat> but like the, the trust is, has been eroded. So maybe the islands had a bridge. Maybe it was like Pangea at one time. <laughs> I'm just going to keep up with the we, we, we all developers started out as users. We just, we just, uh, we, well, we evolved in a different true. way and ran off with so. it. <laughs> I think so. Developers, the first I, time I pick I, up a new technology, developers. I am currently the user. And then as I exceed its expectations and figure out how to actually use it the way I want to use it, I become the developer side of it. I want I, to start tinkering I, with it. I'm, I'm with Say. I don't know if I, I agree with that. Yeah. Really? I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I honestly think that you, Jason, personally, and I'm sure there's tons of people like you, you experiment, you use things, and then you're like, oh, I'm going to take this apart and tinker with it and see what I can get into with that. But I think a lot of developers... Well, even if they ever started out as a user, they almost have contempt for the user. They're, like, they're so ignorant. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they need. They, don't, you know. And Jason, I'm speaking purely from the agency side, right? So if you're creating custom software, my developers aren't the users, right? And so they're creating oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for for right. somebody else, right? Right. Right. They're, they're never using the software, right? And so there is a big gap there. I see that all the time in 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 plugins and everything. It's like. If the people who even make a lot of the plugins or make core software were actually using it for the reasons that they are there for, like this would be a different conversation. It, you know, like even, even in Gutenberg with the slash, writing a slash and then the name of your, um, slash and then the (laughs) name of the block you want, that's a developer focused kind of language. It's for a power user. Well, it's not, I mean, it's for a power user. Yes. But like even that inclination that you write a slash and then do that, that is a developer centered, you know, short code. And they're like, here's this easy tech short code. And the user's like, I have to type a slash. That means it's code. That means I don't know. Which which slash? Is there a, and <laughs> and 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 we have uh, we, we, uh, the time is up. Oh, no. I will put. I will. I will type the following though. I'll type colon wq and an exclamation mark to make sure that I save this file out. And I'm going to write it and quit. Yeah, I am going to write and quit. So I say thank you very much for all you folks for coming out with us. Right. We really appreciate it. That was a Vim joke, by the way, or VI. I got it. I got it right away. <laughs> And get it. But I'll, I'll run with it, even though I didn't talk play. to y'all later. Make sure you go over to our website at wpwatercore.com slash subscribe. And if you want to leave us feedback, wpwatercore.com slash feedback. Talk to y'all later. You have a good one. Bye-bye. See you this weekend.